evening, ladies and gentlemen. That is way more formal than this podcast should ever start. I'll never do that again. I apologize. What's up, everybody? Kyle Bailey, Roman Harper, episode 60. I'm so excited for episode 60 because we are now officially in the interior offensive lineman range of episodes. And Roman Harper feels some kind of way about interior offensive linemen. What's up, Roman? I'm doing good, bro. Um, it's number 60. I had to work really – I'm hot, huh? I um, I had to kind of figure out what number I want, who's I going with. Like 60 is just a weird number, and you're right. We hit the inside. So then the inside interior guys. And because of that, I'm like, you know what? Bump this. All right? F it. I'm out. I'm going with the 160 guy I know and do respect his game. Yep. And that is number 60, Max Unger. Former center in the NFL, a great teammate, great leader, a very efficient guy. He's really big, too. He's not a small center. He's very tall. He doesn't even love football. He's already back in Hawaii living his best life. He was ready to retire whenever he was done. He said he was done with football. But three-time pro bowler, I was a former teammate of mine, Max Unger. I like yours. Wasn't expecting that. I like yours. I think you're going to like mine. All right. Three-time NFL champion, three-time NFL MVP, five-time Pro Bowler, Otto Graham. Mm. Number 60. Throwback. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Otto Graham. I mean, back that, when men were fucking men, Roman. Hey, when they didn't even wear face masks. Dude, they used to load up with, like, newspapers underneath their pads to have more ammo to fire at people. It was, like, crazy. Smoking lucky strikes between plays Dude, in the so huddle. Where do you think the saying – when you get to the halftime is smoke them if you got them. Right. That was the truth. Right. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Coaches and players alike. No question. <laughs> smoke them on the field if you let them. <laughs> yes. So all you used to hear about is Otto Graham and freaking slinging Sammy Ball. Yeah. I mean, right? Otto These Graham. These are great names. Great, great names. Otto Graham. I mean, that man, you, you don't know if he's a quarterback or he works on the railroad. You can't tell the difference. Like, that's how they built him back then. That's probably what he did in the offseason. Probably did, quite <laughs> honestly. That's probably exactly what he did, man. So, uh, yeah, episode six. That's the type of money they're making compared to Kyler Murray, who just got re-signed today. Listen, man, we're not the most uh, consistent guys in the world sometimes because of our schedules. Yeah. 60 feels like a milestone. Proud of us. <laughs> Pretty proud of us. Dude, we're making it. We're chugging along, bro. <laughs> we're chugging along, we man. I, I mean, I was going for a month. Yeah. Like, we got some people out here pumping out 60 episodes in 60 days. We are not – we don't have that kind of time. We're no. not that ambitious, right? No, man. But this 60, is, I'm proud of us. We're enjoying us. ourselves. Look, you're about to be another another father, all right? You're just, you're just deep in dad stuff right now. Yep. I talked to you the other day. I said, you know, I heard, I heard Sky in the background. Heard you talk. I was like, God, you're such a dad, bro. I see you. Child's brilliant, man. I see you. I'm through 60 episodes. Through 60 episodes, you have had one child. I have one. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> and, then, and another one in like two weeks. There it is. Oh, wait, had, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's today? 21st? No. Another one in 11, in the next 11 days. There it is. All right, well. It's go time, wait. baby. It is. And then we'll probably be shut down again. Cause probably so. No, no, no <laughs> I got two weeks off, though, so I got plenty of time. She, she don't even want me around this time. She's like, oh, I nice. got this. Just do the dishes. You know, put the kid down for a nap. I got it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'll be around. I like it. I like I'll it. be around. But no, it's going to be fun. And I, well, I say that I'm probably going to lose my fucking mind, but it's exciting. And now let's get to it. You and I 
Spent the last couple of days at our respective annual college football is almost back, baby. Let's go. You were in Atlanta yes, at the I SEC was. Media Days. I was here in Charlotte at ACC Media Days. First time ever for me being in Atlanta for SEC Media Days. I think it's only the second time in yeah. history that has been there. Usually in Hoover. And, and, yeah, and right there in Birmingham, which is where I went to uh, when I was a senior and also as a media member last year. But yes, first time in Atlanta. Very cool. Right there in College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Charlotte's. Right here with the ACC. Some interesting stories going on. College realignment, NIL, the most talked about situations and subjects in college football right now. How do we control it? What is going on? Do we like it? Do we love it? Kyle, give me some love. Give me, give me your feedback Quick on synopsis. ACC. Quick synopsis. Early on, Jim Phillips gives a speech. Uh, makes way Jim too Phillips, the commissioner. commissioner. Makes way too many neighborhood and gated community analogies. What? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, um, can, could, you, could we get one? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'll look it up. You, you're good. Oh, yeah. No, you, they're, they're out there. Um, the words, well, Jim didn't inspire many people. But in Jim's defense, if anybody expected Jim just to walk in and save the ACC day one, not that it needs saving. I mean, Expecting him to come in and just catch the SEC and the Big Ten immediately, it's not feasible, um, maybe ever at all. But at the same time, he wasn't exactly inspiring in his yeah. words. Like I, I told you, a buddy of mine, uh, Eric McLean, Eric McLean from the ACC Network, played at Clemson, offensive yep. lineman, good guy, good dude, uh, knows his stuff. He sat down with me yesterday on Radio Row, and as an employee of the ACC Network and ESPN – um, was very honest in his comments, saying, as I just said a moment ago, wasn't exactly what you wanted to hear. Uh, wasn't all that inspiring. Uh, yeah, it didn't say – it didn't come off as strong. Right, right. So, you know, then you got your guy down in Atlanta, Greg Sankey, just peacocking around <laughs> like he's the commissioner of college football already. I, I told you, Kyle, I asked him right to – well, I asked him as soon as we went off camera because I didn't get – but I wanted to ask him, and he explained it to me. It was just like – I was like, what does it feel like to wield – the infinity gauntlet of yeah. college football. Oh, yeah. Because that is what he has. He has the gauntlet. Is that he, better than the Thor hammer? thousand percent. Is it? Why? I, I, I'm, I'm because, not Because when you have the gauntlet you got all the infinity stones, you can just wield anything with just a snap of a finger. Is it worth my time to ask what an infinity stone is? Kyle, we're not going there. I'm You're just not. asking. That's uh, why I said it. All right, um, so moving on. It's a comic book. It's all through. No, I picked up on that. DC okay. or Marvel? Marvel. All right, cool. All I'll right. look into it. Okay, good. But Greg we'll, Sankey, was, he's yes, talking and talking. He has like all the ultimate power. shit in college football. Yes, he is. But he also explained that he's not, they're not actively trying to go get other programs. They feel very strong with where they stand. They talk about super conferences. They don't have – the SEC knows that they're ahead of the game and that they don't have to do anything that they don't want to do. When it comes to automatic bids and playoffs until anything changes – um, also, with the amount of universities, you have super – the money is stupid that's, come, that's in the SEC. Yeah. And it's only going to get more when Texas and Oklahoma gets here. And everybody else has to fend for themselves and see what happened. Conference realignment is really happening, and it's, it's happening. Other teams it's, – and it's not like everybody's all together. Listening to um, – uh, Peter Thang, uh, Thang, oh my gosh. Pete Thamel. Pete Thamel. He was there, he was in Charlotte today. Oh man, yeah. listen to him. He's just, he was so good. He was just talking about that it has, it's, it's not so much as ego, but it's like, 
It's like everybody's literally out for themselves. Well, this is not a anyone. this is not a plan that you can trust and we want to do the right thing and no. It's all for self. Each one, individual. That's where it's at. And if you don't think it is, Kyle, we're we're kidding ourselves cuz that's what it's going to. Well, more and that's more. why, you know, some people he's Jim Phillips dug in yesterday. Uh-huh. Um you know, says <laughs> says that he still thinks they can close the gap with the SEC and the Big Ten, which I like, right? That's how you should be talking. Even if you don't necessarily believe it right now, that's how you have to talk. That's how you have to act. Yep. Um, so, good for him. But, you know, he's, he's talking about how he's, you know, we owe it to these kids to, to, to maintain the collegiate model and, you know, to emphasize other sports and things. And that's great. Those things are good. But football still pays the bills for everything. Yep. It, it's, you know, some places. Yeah. And the SEC has the, the last national champions. They, like – Right. The last three. Right. They have them. So it's, it's, yes, go ahead. That. I mean, I'm not telling him anything he doesn't already know. But so when to, to, in emphasizing those things, you're doubling down on that to what end? Like, how then, where is the path to catch up to those two conferences? Is there, what one? did they say? Well, I mean, did I, he say? I mean, he said a lot of things. Did he say that they are actively looking to bring in he, other universes? Well, I think he's open to that. He said all options are on the table. They kept emphasizing that. But what he's, <laughs> his quote was, if we take the path that's only going to be about football and basketball, shame on us. It's been about that for a while. And so I understand his point, right? Baseball matters, soccer matters, track and field. What is he trying to say? Golf. Education matters? Is, he better not be trying to say that. I mean, I'd like to think we all think that. I mean, but I, I'm just – what? What do you mean? The, well, well, Kyle, the only, only reason – Colleges I, and universities. I agree. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> I mean, like college standard for their athletes on the campus. Oh, that's sure. what I mean. I understand that. that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that's understand. what I meant by that. Not right. like I do. I do agree with you with the whole not educational piece. Not a great school, but I'll use them as an example. Like LSU football is not sweating the team GPA that much. Like other than what it takes to keep everybody eligible, <laughs> right? So if all that's changing, I get it. But this is still these teams, while they are highly profitable, and I understand their businesses unto themselves. They are still on the front porch of colleges and universities. Yeah. Right. And these presidents, bro, they don't like this. Is, that's what other thing Pete Thamel was talking about. It's like these presidents, the football thing, as long as it's running along and doing something like a lot of them don't give a they shit. They don't care. This is like 5% of like what they're doing. Because a lot, they, of, people they, a lot of people like college football fans, a lot of them still don't. Get yeah, that. they don't and get I that this all the time, especially the research institutions in this country. They rake in. Much more money, right? They do. Like billions in research money. So I, I went to a school that, that just rakes in a lot of money in research. Connections to the federal government in D.C. and mm -hmm. you know, Norfolk, places like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of academic Yeah, money but it there. is a lot of money being thrown around exactly. for football. And it's only, the number's only going up. So And that the ACC's locked in this TV deal as well. Sure. So they can't come back to the table, nor – is ESPN looking to try and negotiate with them, knowing that, I mean, Clemson's kid, like the biggest one that we want to pay for, that is the college football fan, is football, college football right now. It's America's sport. This is what we do. I mean, the NFL's America's sport. I, I mean, football. I know, I'm kidding. I'm I just saying football. From Little yeah, League right. up. From Little League up. It's American. You're right. But anyways, the um, Clemson is carrying the whole ACC right now. Everybody else needs to step their game up. That's what, if I'm the commissioner, I'm also challenging the universities and these coaches and these players to be better too. We we need to be better as a conference for what we do have. That's the whole. That's the issue. You know like what that, I mean? The ACC, that is that not, is what it 
no I, man, I wish he would have probably said that. I don't know if he did. We're not having this conversation today about the ACC if Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech have, yeah. had lived up to their end of the bargain for the last five years. Exactly. So if you're doing that, everything's good. You might not be. You might not be making as much money as the SEC and the Big Ten. But you're in the conversation you're more consistently. So, but you're not so far behind that it really matters, right? Yep. Because we, you get to a certain level of money in college athletics where you can only buy the nicest shit for a weight room for a locker room, you know, for dorms and things like that, where you start to see diminishing returns, right? Yep. So, you know, you can have a lot of money. Everything can be nice, but you reach a point where that only matters but so much. But you can't be so far behind that you don't have the recruiting budgets necessary to go head-to-head with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's where some of that needs to be made up. But, uh, again, to your point, the, the administrators on the academic side, they don't really care that much, right? <laughs> they have to care a little bit, and especially the ones that make a lot of money, it has to be symbiotic. But, no, your point's well made. And I don't know. It's the, the SEC is running shit. The Big Ten is right there with them, throwing weight around. It'd be a pretty tough fight. At well, the, but, the, but the other thing with the Big Ten is they have money. Their schools bring in big money. Sure. And so when you look at the ACC compared to, like, athletic programs that bring in the most money, because that's what these decisions are being made upon, the Big Ten has people on that top that top 10 list is not many ACC schools no. in that top 20. Well, no. Well, no. And that's, that's, and I tell, that's that another, all, I tell people that's that all another the time. People, yeah. There's an inherent built-in disadvantage in the ACC. And I feel like mm-hmm. a broken record when I say this sometimes. You have some big state universities in, in the ACC. You also have a lot of Boston colleges, Wake Forest, Miami's, Dukes, like small private schools mm-hmm. that are academically elite, that are great universities, we, even with some great brands. But they don't graduate as many people, right? Correct. And so they don't have the massive fan bases. Some of those places don't really care that much about football. So, <laughs> you know, that doesn't yes. help matters, especially when you're looking at, like, obviously the SEC. But I still think some people don't realize how big the enrollments are at these Big Ten schools in the Midwest. Yes. Some of these Midwest schools have, like, 80,000, 90,000 undergrads <laughs> every single year. It's huge. So imagine how many living alumni you have at this moment in time. They bring a lot of money. That's right. that's And it's all these, most of these Big Ten schools bring in a lot of money. Even like Rutgers, money. like uh, uh, we all know Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Like these schools bring yeah. in a lot of money. But Purdue, I mean, but yeah, Purdue brings in really good. Ohio revenue State, too. I think has a, Ohio State. Let me look it up. I've got like I've got the entire internet in front of me. I think Ohio State's enrollment's near a hundred thousand. It would. I mean, Columbus is huge uh, uh, no, compared no, to wrong. like Tuscaloosa. somebody else. I'm wrong about that. There, there's a sixty-six thousand, but that's still, still a lot of people. It's still way more than everybody else in, in the SEC. No SEC school is that big. You see? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so um, it's interesting. I mean, Alabama is still under forty, and but like I said, Kyle, it was uh, it was very impressive to be in the SEC media days to see some of these young men go out there and represent their schools. Uh, it was very interesting Interesting to hear with the coaches and everything that they talked about, who was asked what. Uh, Kirby Smart is on top of the world. He's a freaking national champion. Texas A&M is trying to be the best version of themselves. We don't know what that is. They're the biggest question mark. In Largest enrollment in the SEC, Texas A&M, 66,000. Yes. Which is why – Nick Saban's being outspent right now, and he's upset about it. That's what's happening. Be honest with yourself. Hey, they just want parameters. Like, because even Kirby, Kirby uh, Smart said oh, that. Oh, poor little Nick Saban. He's been curb stomping everybody in college football for 12, 13 years. And now we need guidelines to satisfy old Nicky. Look, 
It's not even about that. <laughs> everybody's everybody's asking for some kind of guardrails. Just right. to be like You are correct, yeah. Like like make your own money off your own name, image, and likeness. That's what NIL was initially supposed to what everybody fought for. Now it's turned into a collective and you're just trying to pay the guys as much as you can. Well, you're buying high school players. Yeah. That and is that, what's that, that that is what's happening. It's like, dude, you can't just offer kids more and more money and then make them come to your school. That that was not what this was designed to do. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm kinda I told you, Kyle, all these things, it's the college football is ever evolving. Like literally it's changing a lot. Just three hundred and sixty five days ago, like around this time was when NIL opened up. Okay. Also, around this time, Texas and Oklahoma were in the Big 12. And all of a sudden, they said, you know what? We're out. Package deal. We're going to the SEC. That's what happened. That's what happened that at these media happened. days last year. Yep. And all this has happened. USC and UCLA are going to be in the Big 10 before Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the SEC. And also, Cincinnati's coming to the Big 12, I believe. And yep. they're pulling in Houston. and. Like BYU. BYU. Like, UCF. Yes, UCF. Great get, get BYU as well. I thought so. So the Pac-12 is on an island. I have no idea what the Pac-12 has going on. How this, pissed are you if you're Phil Knight right now? That's what I said like uh, two weeks ago. Well, I well, I, if, if I trust any boat that's going to get out, it's Oregon. I agree with <laughs> you. Still, but they, I mean, reports have it, though, that they in Washington reached out to the Big Ten about jumping in, and the Big Ten was like, eh, we'll see. Just give us a minute. To Oregon. And Phil Knight, that's the Nike school. And it's all right. So, so they're going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm yep. saying is I said two weeks ago, if I'm the ACC and you got everybody going national, I'm Jim Phillips. But I call it to Eugene, Oregon. I call, I call Phil Knight. I'm like, hey, you can put your Nike logo on the ACC logo. If no you want doubt. To, come on, join us. You, Washington, Cal, You Stanford. definitely need Cal. Cal and Stanford. Yep, bring them all. Right? Those two schools produce I agree. a ton of Olympians. Like, they're awesome I agree. schools. All, all sports. They are So, if great. you wanted to do the go national thing like the Big Ten just did, which I'm not a fan of, by the way. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but if everybody's doing it now and you have to. Kyle, I told you, I think we talked about this last time a little bit. I would just call it not the Atlantic Coastal, but just the Coastal Conference. And you'd have both coasts. You could call it the all-coast conference to keep the ACC. There it is, the All Coast Boom. Conference. Yep. Boom. That yep. just happened, dog. We are solving problems, Kyle. Problem We're not solvers. just sitting here talking about being dramatic. Right. We'd work college sports and it's frustrating parts about it. No, we're giving you answers. Solving bro. motherfucking problems. No fucking doubt, dog. Don't I t- love it. So, like, are we consultants now? We're something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's how that works. You know what I mean? When, uh, so let me ask you this. I'm going to change the subject on you. All right. So we got to get to this. I, I'm, I've been most when Day Day told when Ice when Day Day told Ice Cube, yeah, we something like them talking about the <laughs> <laughs> we something like them. <laughs> the, yes, in the in the parking lot. That's amazing. The so, police. Uh, other thing. So I, I was most looking forward to talking to you about this when you texted me that you have watched that you watched the Bill Burr stand up a couple oh, nights ago. So funny. I was Hold so on. glad. I, I want I got to I want to describe one more thing from the SEC. By Bill all means, do it. Please. All right, before we go, because I want to talk about Bill Burr. Bro, when I say Will Anderson in his suit look like Clark Kent trying not to pretend that he's Superman, this young man is built, bro. Like, like a Terminator? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Got a couple of those at ACC Media Day, too. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, which, which guys? I, when you see some guys, they just look different. So, And it's more of them in the well, SEC. Well, DJU looked like that because DJU's really cut up. He is a big dude. Yeah, he He's looked a, like that. Yeah. Um, but we had – yeah, there was some – it's funny. 
I talked to uh, there's one young man this morning, Josh Downs, wide receiver at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All white suit, right? Nice. How do you keep that thing clean? I'd have had mustard on it by 10 a.m. You don't do nothing. That's what he told me. He's like, you just don't. I had to eat dry stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you don't eat nothing. Leaning over, eating yeah. dry stuff. No doubt. Yeah, I get it. I understand. It's how you, the only way you can do that. So yeah. that had, but dude, it was nuts. You know, I'm glad you said that. We'll come back to Bill Burr in a second because Uptown Charlotte was a zoo today. The vice president shows up today in Charlotte, so that shuts everything down. Kamala vice Harris, president Kamala Harris was here. Where have you been? I didn't know that. I've been here at the house trying to, like, get stuff right. Yeah, the vice president showed up today, which was a nightmare for traffic. Right? Oh, my gosh, they shut everything down. I get on the road. You can't get I anywhere. I get on the road at 10 o'clock this morning. I got to run down a Nations Ford Road off exit four to meet our engineer to pick some equipment up, right? Yep. As I get on 77 South, I realize at exit five, they are diverting. They've stopped the intersection going north. They're making everybody get off on exit five, right? <laughs> everybody. So I'm like, well, shit, I can't come back that way. And I'm like, what is happening? Because I'd forgotten she was in town. So what was she I, in town for? To speak to various outcomes. I forget what the okay, exact okay, thing. Okay. Speaking okay. engagements. Thing. I think abortion rights, something like that. Yep. Um, so she was in town, and uh, it, was, it took me 90 minutes to get six miles back to Uptown after that. It was no. horrific, dude. So on top of that, last night, as you know, uh, Charlotte FC beats Chelsea in a yeah, friendly. In a, yeah, in a, so uh, there are another probably 25,000, 30,000 people in town for that. that yes, it was. Uh, be I, I was rolling back in town at that when that was going on. Yeah. My wife had picked me up from the airport. So there's that. Um, ACC Media Day is going on uptown, right? So a lot of people in town for that. And then uh, the fraternity, uh, Omega Sci-Fi. Yep, is it, is, it, is our, it is our week. There are the conclaves here. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Look around the room, brother. Hold on. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> never mind. I didn't really look at the letters. All right, cool. So, yeah, they're in town, which is funny because we're in media days. I see Dre Bly pop up, right? Now, Dre Bly's not out of place at ACC media days. Dre Correct. Bly's on the staff at the University of North Carolina, except he's not there for ACC media days. He's wearing his... His, his nail you. He's wearing his gear. He's wearing his purple and yellow. Mm-hmm. So he pops up, and Dre's there, and I get to talk to Dre today. So everybody's in Uptown. Then you got the usual bullshit Uptown traffic on top of that. Of course. So check this out. I'm driving laps around the city trying to get in. I uh-huh. can't get in, right? <laughs> can't get in. So cops got every on-ramp blocked. And then you get to Uptown. They got all the roads across the bridge blocked. So I, I got to get in. I got to go on the air. I'm going to you know, lift a truck. I go over the curb. I go around the cop car. I go over the curb. All right. Cop comes running at me from the bridge, screaming at me like I'm a terrorist. All right. He's like, stop, stop. I'm like, my bad. But like, I got to get 40 yards over there. Like, man, like 60 yards across this bridge. I was like, there's, that's the parking lot. That's the Weston. I was like, I, I've been trying to get in the city. I got to get on the air. I don't know what's going on. He's like, I can't let you cross this bridge. He's like, I got three, th- or three rules right now. And I can't, I can't let you drive across this bridge. And I'm like, Okay, but, like, what do I need to do? Because you just got to go park somewhere else. And so, luckily, I look back, and there's one about 100 yards behind me. They had a spot. So I park, start walking back, right? He sees me and a couple of your fraternity brothers coming, and he comes screaming at us again. We're not even allowed to walk across the bridge. So how do we wait? <laughs> We're not even allowed to walk across the bridge, dude. So, uh. so they got, like, you know, beat cops or something on foot manning this bridge. They won't even let us walk across it. And so I, it's like, it's a humid, muggy shit. You know, it's about to storm. We're like, yeah. we're all looking at each other like, what are we going to do? Like, they've stopped everything because the vice president's in town. And so finally they were like, they see us and we're like, yeah. I'm like, dude, we've got nothing. We just, they're in fraternity gear. They got like purple and yellow on. 
Like Gold. this dude's a banker from Dallas. Gold. All, yeah. All yeah. he's got's a coat. And I'm like, you can look in my shit. Like, a, can we just please go to work? And he's like, yeah, just come on. And he finally let us go across. But it was wild in Uptown today, man. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. So, um, what an entertaining story. It was crazy, bro. I would, not, I would not have guessed that, Kyle. Thought I, thought my days were normal, thought, I thought my outlaw days were over. Uh, yeah, just a normal day at, you know, ACC media days, which was, I mean, I guess it is kind of entertaining. But anyways. Today was got, way better. Today was way better because yeah. it was a coastal. You had Miami. Mario Cristobal was there. How uh, great was he? How was how good was he on his was, interviews? I, mean, he was, I didn't have him on today. He was elsewhere. Uh, but um, yeah, I think he came in earlier, but I caught the tail end. Um, you know, yeah, because to- you're on Radio Row, so it's a right. little bit different. Yeah, it was, so we had that. Like, Pat Narduzzi's walking around. He just won the ACC, so, like, he's all peacocking. And, um, you know, you got Brent Pry, who had this special Virginia Tech shoot, suit made. Tony Elliott's Clems- or at UVA now, just left Clemson. Um, good energy today. Like, good. good energy. Yesterday was weird. How's Virginia going to be with uh, Tony Elliott? They got a quarterback. Brennan Armstrong's back. Okay. Like, he can spin it. How about the quarterback from Miami? Everybody's very excited Tyler about Van Dyke. Him. He was on the show today. That kid's funny. Yeah? He's funny. Hey, did he, he didn't even play for real last year. He played. He played? And he yeah. was No, he was good. He can play. Um, yeah, they, it, was, it was a good day today. But moving good. on. We got uh, yeah. to talk about this Bill Burr thing. We have yes, to. We have to. Yes. Because this Bill Burr stand-up was hysterical. It and, was so funny, dude. And the best part about this, like I told you for me, was I just had this. I, dude, I, I, I caved. I w- had a Facebook fight. And I just had this Facebook fight a few days before that. So when we saw my wife and I saw it come on, killed me. But he's at Red Rocks. He's outdoors. It's a great venue. And it starts slow. Right? I think it starts, yeah, it starts yeah, but a little it, slow. It, it's, it's Bill Blur. But it's, it picks it's still up him. really it's, quickly. Right? Yeah. And so when he gets to that WNBA feminism bit, I was I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Now again, part of it was the circumstances, but it was just objectively fucking hilarious. Well, <laughs> it was it was so funny because he's like, w- "You guys are so mad," but he's like, "Why why do why do men? Because feminists, you know, they want to be how they are and be uh, is what he was trying to get at." And he was just saying that, uh, why do why do we have to make the fight? Like, so, why do we have to get in front of the line to fight for what you want? He's like, you need to be in front of it and supporting it. But the way he starts the story is what makes it to me so <laughs> pop so much because he's describing how this female soccer player gets on ESPN and is sitting up there with a panel of, I guess, a couple of dudes, former male athletes. And she's like, I you know why why aren't women paid the same as men? And, and he's talking about how these dudes are sitting there like, yeah, why is that? How come? Why is that? I don't understand. Why is that? And, like, he's absolutely right about that. He is. And I've so just true. seen it. Like, and then was he a- was like, he was like, yeah, and I'm sitting at home screaming the answer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We all know it. Right. We all yes. know the answer, right? Yes. Because you don't sell any tickets. Yeah. So, but, like, he's so spot on in the assessment of it. And that's what I just tried to. And, I, again, I was bad a couple days before that. But. I just was, there was this meme, and it was like about Brittany Griner being stuck in Russia. Mm-hmm. And it said, you know, the real issue here is that she makes $225,000 and has to go play in Russia, and LeBron makes $41 million, and blah, blah. The implication, obviously, being that these two athletes should make the same amount of money. When the economics of pro sports, anyone who even understands them a little bit knows that that's utterly ridiculous. Um, and, and so I'm, I, I'm telling this person who I grew up with, incidentally, they're like, you, you don't watch sports, clearly. You don't understand the economics of sports. So, like, yeah. that's okay. But then to get on here screaming and lecturing people about how the economics of sports should work, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you don't get it. And I was like, and the fucked up thing here is that me as a man who's being targeted by you, the feminist, 
for being some sort of being at fault here in some way. I'm the one growing up watching Cynthia Cooper. No and, doubt. And Rebecca Lobo. Yeah. And, and and these like I've watched Tamika Catchings and Shamika Holdsclaw. I've yeah. watched, you know, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi and Brianna Stewart and I, I took a picture with Diana Taurasi my freshman year when we went to uh Hawaii. Right. I like saw her and was like, dude, that's Diana Taurasi. Ran up to her. She was there on a like the Maui tournament. The, right. the women were playing. Right. And I like asked a picture for her. She was like taller than me. And I asked her, I'm like, Do you even know who Sabrina Inescu is? Do you, mm-hmm. do you have any idea mm-hmm. who that is? Uh, you know, and so of course not. I do. You do, right? This yeah, person, she's like, a baller. I know you do. I'm saying this other person that I got oh. into a stupid Facebook fight with. I'm like, you don't even know who these people are. I was like, two weeks ago on the air here in Charlotte, I was advocating for Becky Hammond to get a look as a head coach maybe at some point. Yeah. Right? Because Becky she Hammond could never play in the, in the NBA, but I think she could coach in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, she's been around it long Right, now. she doesn't need to dunk on anybody. She needs to be smart enough to be a coach. Right, right, That's right. what needs to happen. Yeah. So regardless of all that, like Bill Burr captured it so well because, yeah, in, in the soccer instance – you might have a conversation there. They, I agree. They, you yeah, know, in the soccer we're talking because about the Olympic teams, the right. government, those two things. You don't men don't get paid more than women in the army. That's the government, right? So yep. it's, it should be the same thing. But the NBA is a private entity, and never mind the fact that they subsidize the WNBA. They do. And they he said have. he said that part too. Right, and and so he goes into that part, and that's where he goes in on the feminists, and that's where he's like. Name one WNBA team. Name the team in your own city, right? <laughs> you don't go. You don't go to these games. You don't buy the tickets. You don't buy the merchandise. So, like, I'm not saying that we as men can't support women's sports because I have daughters. You have daughters. We do. We will. Yes. And there are some that I like, but we also watch a lot of dude sports. And there's only so much time of the day, for being completely honest with you. So, like, what – feminist, it's your, you did this. It's your fucking fault. Yeah, he was, he was spot on with it. Um he was the whole bit was funny, dude. The whole hilarious, hour bro. was hilarious. so good. The funniest part that I thought Kyle was like, uh, well, one of the funnier parts was when he said he talked about um, uh, white people saying they're woke. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, Doug, Doug, that joke had me laughing so hard. He's like, dude, he said it's black people's fault. I blame the black people. Yeah. He said, I'm blaming black people. <laughs> he said, one of them said it and then kind of got out and then you heard one of them and he did that face. I'm He's woke. like, ah. ah. I'm, I'm woke. I'm woke. I am woke. <laughs> One of y'all let it slip at a party? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was dying laughing. To me, it had so many funny parts, dude. Oh, dude, he killed it. They, it was I, – I wish my wife was not watching. She wasn't paying attention. But, dude, it was – I was dying laughing. Oh, he – I would watch it again. I, I plan on it. Quite it was frankly. good. He was fantastic. And – I'm glad that we, we've reached a point, I think. I'm glad they hit a personal place with you, Kyle. Oh, it was like, you have no idea. Well, he all, it was just funny because he's like, it's like these women, are, they're the best in the world. We're supposed to, we want equal this, and we ask them to, they want this, but, or, you know, not they. I mean, like feminism or, you know, so much equal, but it's like life isn't fair. Life isn't equal either. Right. You got to make the best of your situation. Right. And the best way to, for you to impact this situation to be better is impacted with your dollars and your attention. And the people that are not doing that are the ones that are biggest ones wanting to stand up and be on Twitter fighting for it or being, you know, going to say something like, do you even go? You got to support it with your emotions and your attention and your dollars. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And that's, it, it's just, you have you you deal with a pool of people like they were these people were screaming at me that sports shouldn't be separated by gender. So oh my gosh! They they think that right? sports shouldn't be separated by gender anyway. If if that if that wasn't the case, these pay issues wouldn't exist. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was told that by a person. 
I mean, I would love to. Never mind. I'm not even. No, no, I, I know. I'm not going to entertain it. But what I'm saying is, like, that's that's part of the solution. You know, it's yeah, that. It's, well, it's where not. Where does the money come from? They, well, they can't answer that because, of course, the NBA subsidizing the league. <laughs> so you don't think that in an era where live sports inventory is the most valuable thing that there is, that you think these networks are just opting not to make money on the WNBA because they don't respect women? Like that's what you think? That's totally not because it. that's stupid. You don't have again. Yeah. You have no understanding of how any of this works. So, and these big TV networks, they're actually attempting to try to fix a lot of their bad behaviors when it sure, comes to and those have existed. equality and like and, you know, with women, men, black men, like minorities, like they're trying to actively be better about that in all facets. Absolutely. But you know, the thing is, though, like you get these arguments from, and I've experienced these and even seen them when I looked into it. Like they'll I got yelled at. Well, the women don't even get the good primetime TV slots. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Because, again, I don't think you realize this or know this person, but, like, the WNBA and the NBA, their seasons don't overlap. They get a lot of primetime TV spots. Now, I'm all for the, the continued marketing and promotion of women's sports. I think that's awesome. As the father of a daughter, yep, yep. I want, if my daughter, wants to, if my daughter wants to be the, the, the MVP of the WNBA, awesome. I'm going to help her make that dream come true. Right? Mm -hmm. But, like, don't scream at me about how Brittany Griner should be making the same fucking money as LeBron James because the it's not fair. They got to get that All-Star Game trophy. Yeah. They got to get that game up on that. Yeah, they got to do that, My too. wife showed me that. that was it was a, bad. It was bad. It was really <laughs> My bad. Wife me that. It was really, 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 really me bad. Me. That was funny. Yeah, no, it was really bad, bro. So, like, that was that – was, <laughs> that was definitely a uh, – You brought that up. What? The the WNBA. Well, yeah. But so that then was I had to go with the I know, but it was, it was a bad thing. Like, that trophy was yeah. so embarrassing. It was. It was like, come on, bro. It was really embarrassing. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this Brittany Griner thing, too? Because I, I got into a really interesting debate about this on the show last week. I don't know if you were in town or not. I had, a call, I had a guy call into the show. Now, he's a little bit notorious for this, apparently. But, you know, tried to imply that uh, my criticism of LeBron James was racial in some way. Check this out. <laughs> so, LeBron has an episode of The Shop come out last Friday. Uh -huh. All right. Now, it was the day it came out was 146 days that Brit since Brittany Griner had been detained. 146 mm -hmm. days. On the day the episode was taped was 110 days after she'd been detained. So there was a difference of 36 days, roughly, you know, in, in between it being taped and it being released on HBO. In it, LeBron James is talking about how, you know, if he's Brittany Griner watching the U.S. government done, having done nothing to try to help her get out of there, um, you know, not having her back, not doing this, you know, how does she, does she even want to come back to America, so on and so forth. I True. mean, but it's not. Because the president and the vice president and the secretary of state have all been involved. Uh, the the former, New Mexico, former New Mexico governor, who was a, a negotiating expert, is being sent over there to try to negotiate her release. Um, you know, lots of things have been done. Oh, by the way, we're in the middle of a proxy war yep. with Russia. <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of a proxy war with Russia, which makes things not easy, right? Not that, Completely. Our, rela not that our relations with Russia have been great. So that's not helpful. And oh, by the way. As much as I want to see her make it home because she's one of ours and that's what we do, yep. um, nobody told her to try to take marijuana and hash through an airport in Russia. There's Agre nothing wrong with it, morally in my eyes, but you're in Russia. Yeah, you got yeah, to know. You're in Russia. You I don't think know. you deserve to spend 10 years in prison for no. that, but like, you're, not no, a no, no. you're not the victim here in that you did a stupid thing. Yeah. And I hope that we negotiate things and, and get her back as soon as humanly possible. Agreed, agreed. But you fucked up, yeah. right? And so... <laughs> LeBron, of course, LeBron doesn't mention that, right? He doesn't mention that. Well, she fucked up. You think Russia's inclined to do us any favors? And oh, by the way, you know who they want in exchange for her release? A notorious arms dealer named Victor Boot. I think it's, yeah, Victor Boot, who has been tied to some pretty 
horrible things. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So in exchange for her release, that seems to be what they want. So there's a lot of things about this that aren't just, well, America's racist. Like, he Ron, didn't, are, did he say that? That's what he implied, right? Oh, man. Now, do I think America has a complicated racial history? There's no fucking doubt about it. We all know that. But, yes. Like, in this particular instance, the most egregious thing that happened here, in my opinion, was simply that you had 36 days between the time you taped that and the time you aired it. And a lot happened during that time. So why still release it? Uh, I, I think... In my personal opinion, I think LeBron understands the power of his voice. Um, That's an argument to me for why he shouldn't have released it. There, there we go. So I, I don't think I, – I would hope that LeBron would pay more attention to this, that when he understands like, – that he because he does understand the power of his voice. Sure. But when he comes out and he speaks on political things, right, because he does every now and then, that's, he does speak out about certain things, political and right. – and public issues, yeah. but he picks and chooses when he wants to speak out about those things, right? Uh, mostly things in his favor or his beliefs, right? But if – I just – he should have been able to tell the whole story, right. not just this small little carved-out piece. She also is about to have her second trial, I believe, that's coming up. Yeah, uh, she's already had a court appearance. Yep, um, I think she has to go to another court appearance yep, coming up. Yep, and, and you know already, they, they did get guilty. The... She's already pled guilty, so I think sentencing's coming up or whatever. I think. Let me. I'll double check the latest. Okay, but okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's an important part though of the process to get her out of there. It seems you know from legal experts is her having pled guilty to this. Yeah, well she because she did it. <laughs> I mean that's again. I'm not mad at her. I'm not. Yeah, me neither. Not holding it against her, but no. you did it. And you're in Russia, a place that you should have known that their laws are archaic. You know, they, they can be a little bit oppressive. Not about only that, but shit. then you're also African-American. You're a lesbian, which they do not accept over there already. Bad situational awareness. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're already an outlier. You're already six seven. You know what I mean? You're yep. going to stand out like a... You're, gonna, you're working there. So like, yeah, you, you, you work there, too. So, like, I mean, there was an onboarding process. Like, hey, you're in Russia now. Things are different, you know, so on and so forth. Like, you're already breaking the law still, unfortunately, in many places in America by doing that. Mm-hmm. You're fucking sure breaking the law in Russia by doing that. And do you really want to go to jail in Russia? Like, no. these are things you might want to think about ahead of time. And so that's where I just, you know, there's no acknowledgement by LeBron of the fact that, you know, okay, she's there, unfortunately, because she fucked up. And, you know, this, this being a racial thing, by the way, there's a guy by the name of Paul Whelan over in Russia, too. He's been held captive over there for four years. He didn't get his first phone call home until 13 days ago. The reason he got his first phone call home was because his family was pressuring the U.S. government, saying that Brittany Griner's case was getting all the attention, and they had done nothing to help their husband, who was an old white man, get home. So that doesn't jive with racist America doing nothing to help Brittany Griner. When Paul Whelan, an old white guy who looks like, you know, yeah. the, all the politicians, has been sitting over there for four years and didn't get his first phone call reportedly until early July. Oh, dang. That's all I'm saying. Like, this is where... Tell the whole thing. I'm just... That's so good, though, Kyle. Facts. I didn't know that. Fat, like, they just let's all tell the full story. That's all. Yeah, yes. That's tell all the whole thing. Tell I the agree. full story because that matters, too. Yes, it does. It should. Like, is he still one of us? As someone who... And was, I wonder what he did. Uh, I don't want to. Stop. It's okay. It's okay. No, no. I, I mean, I kind of want to know because he's been over there for four, four years. years. I mean, that that's in the story. So I don't know. I, I got to find out exactly what he did. Yeah, a former Marine uh, was detained at a uh, detained at a Moscow hotel in December 2018 and arrested on espionage charges, which he is obviously denied. Um, and he's like asking, okay, well, y'all left me behind over here, and I get it. I'm not famous like she is, but. 
I mean, I haven't even been in contact with you since I've been over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's where. I wonder how like, long he has the sentence for. It's crazy. Uh, he it, is. He he's been held on a fictitious charge of. Okay, so he's been held on this charge for forty months. I don't see where he's been tried and sentenced at any point, <laughs> um, and he is denying them. So oh, here we go. Here we go. Never mind. I take that back. He was convicted and convicted and sentenced in June 2020 to 16 years in prison. Oh my god. Yeah. In, in a trial that US officials denounced as unfair. So he is a citizen of the United Kingdom, Ireland and Canada. So he has citizenship in all these places. All right. Wow. But still, he's he's a white guy over there, you know, yeah. from very white places and <laughs> you know, he's still stuck over there. So when you're LeBron and you're you know talking about the story and you're simply framing it as if, oh, the, look at the super racist American government not helping Brittany Griner. How about all the other stuff? Yeah. You know, that, that she fucked this up, that Paul Whelan's sitting over there, that we're at a war with Russia right now. The war not, to me is like the or, biggest Sorry, a proxy thing. war. And they're probably not in a fucking mood to negotiate with us. No. Which is why it was a bad idea to try to traffic marijuana and hash through a Russian airport. Probably wasn't smart. Wasn't smart. Hope she gets out. Wish the best for her. Ain't mad at her. But, like, stop with the bullshit storytelling. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, bro. So things are otherwise good. <laughs> Got to get that off my chest. Because somebody I'm called glad me, you did. One guy, now, again, I, I don't want to over-dramatize this because one guy was like, oh, you're being racist about LeBron. And then, like, six other black guys that listened to the show were like, you're not being racist. And I was no, like, okay, no, not at all. Thank you. I didn't think I was insane. No. Tell me this. Um, question for you. Carolina Panthers have acquired Baker Mayfield. To do what? I mean, to win, right? How far do you think this team goes? And is he the starting quarterback? And my follow-up after that is, how do you like the new uniforms, the, the all-black look? Baker Mayfield, MVP, Super Bowl champion, black uniforms are dope. Sum it up for you? That's how you feel? No. Okay. Um, I think that motivated, pissed-off Baker Mayfield is a good version of Baker Mayfield. Okay, good. Always has been historically. But, you know, I can be as motivated and pissed off as I want to be, but it doesn't make me an astronaut if I want to be one that day. Um, mm -hmm. And I only, that's, I'll only say that to say, like, that doesn't mean Baker's going to suddenly become a whole lot more than he is. Yeah. Um, but I think what he is is good enough to get you to the playoffs if, you know, everybody's healthy. And, mm -hmm. and, and I, I say that, and they might win five <laughs> games again. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. no clue. <laughs> like, that's, they're gonna go, he's going to go battle it out with Sam Darnold in camp. Um, I think he's going to win the battle. Like, he should be he, the starting quarterback. He, yeah. he definitely has to win it, right? Should be the starting quarterback, I would think. And if he is. You didn't go get him to sit him. No, but you also gave, so, gave up so little for him. And you can walk away from him at the end of the season that you don't have to start him. Like, you don't like, – you want to. You want him to be the guy, right? But you got the luxury of being like, hey, go battle this out. Go win it. Because, yeah. you know, no, who's, nobody else was handing him a job. It's true. Seattle, I mean, Seattle had every opportunity to go get him. They every didn't. single opportunity. They didn't. They didn't. They stuck with Drew Locke. Right. So, I'm not, like, throwing shade at Baker. I'm just saying, like, that was the market for Baker. <laughs> the Panthers at next to nothing. <laughs> and Cleveland had to eat $10.5 million. Yeah. Carolina paid 4.8. <sighs> not, I mean, and they're under, they're under cap, so they're good. I, I agree. I can't wait to kind of see it all unfold. I just like that we're talking ball again. Like, it's right around the corner. Uh, the NFL has so much drama. Um, nowhere near as much as the NBA, of course, who now Kevin Durant wants to go back to Golden State out here, which is – I don't even want – that's a whole other episode. I don't even want to go there. 
<laughs> with the NBA drama. But the NFL uh, is entertaining. We don't know. Um, will the Saints be good? Tampa Bay, of course, they have the GOAT. Um, the Rams reload, right? That's all they do. They're going to be interesting, of course. In the AFC, the AFC West is freaking just loaded out of control. Yep. And Cleveland with the, the Deshaun West might be the greatest division in the history of football. It's man, it's deep, deep. And then you look at it. Well, what is Deshaun Watson hasn't even been suspended yet. So like, we're still waiting on that bombshell. It's I, I don't know when it's going to happen. What's going to happen? So it's crazy. It's just kind of out there. Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended, I'm sure, by the NFL as well. Um, whether he's convicted or not, that's just what the NFL does. And the Saints have to try and bounce back without Sean Payton. Can Jameis Winston take care of the football? Um, everything else looks good for them. And Carolina, down here in the South, we like you just said, they could either go from the playoffs to like, bro, they can win five games. You wouldn't be shocked with either one is what you said, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then Atlanta is in rebuild. So, that is the one good thing. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it was funny. The <sighs> East is going to be competitive. College football is tuning back up. Uh, is Virginia Tech going to be worth a flip? No. Alabama. Alabama's gunning for a national championship. Is national championship or bust. Yep. I said it when I first got there. I said that if – Nick Saban does not win the championship with this quarterback. It would be the biggest disappointment uh, since he's been in his tenure at Alabama. Yeah. And that's and he hasn't had a lot of disappointments, let's just be honest. I, so yeah. that's kind of like throwing one hat in the big barrel. But still, it would be disappointing. It's the best quarterback he's ever had. He's got the best defensive player I believe he's ever had since he's been there. It's been some other really good guys, but this guy's, like, really different. Yeah, he is. So, um, but, yeah, that's it. You see, I mean, you saw Kyler Murray got paid today, right? I did see that, too. 46 mil a year. It's good work if you can get it. it man, that's great, man. I, I just I just hope they, they do better and they, they win. Um, well, they've locked up him and Clint Kingsbury and Steve Kime, so, like, yeah. that's – he had a terrible – well, yeah, they all just fed each other. It's all good. Well, what I was going to say, though, is that, like – He was, played terrible in the playoffs. The NFL is ridiculous sometimes because they, I think they went from what? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury and that organization have gone from uh, – what they go from, like, five wins? They, yeah, yeah, they've wins, added eight and then 11. And then 11. Yep, they've improved And at the end of the season, year. people are like, well, they're going to fire Steve Cliff Kingsbury. They, you know, they're going to re-sign Kyler Murray. It's like, at what point did we reach – outside of, like, complete dysfunction – messed up things behind the scenes that a team goes five wins, eight wins, 11 wins, or I think that's right. Um, and we're like, well, no, probably not good enough. Well, they looked really bad in the playoffs. They did. They looked awful. It was, it was their first. I mean, that, they, they had, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not all the way mad, but they looked awful. I agree with you. Then, then you also, I mean, well, for them to re-sign Kyler Murray like two years early, like how many years, this is his third, this is his fourth year too, right? So uh, it's a couple years early. Well, right. I mean, but it's kind of commensurate with what we've been seeing, right? I mean, they told us. I guess he's a superstar. So it's whatever, man. Um, it's whatever. They, <laughs> I don't even care. I think Arizona's going to always mess it up. They've never. Been oh, they've that been. Team. One, they've been arguably the worst. Yeah. Cheap. Well, them and the Bengals for a long time been like yeah. the cheapest organizations, worst run organizations. Um. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about going. He's he's going into. 
Who, Kyler? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking about. Year. Yeah. He so. came in with Kingsbury. They came in the same right, time. Right, so I'm saying it's not that early to pay him. For well, he's, a, he's, a, for, he's the number one overall pick. Right. So, I mean, let him play four years. But the number one overall pick, I mean, nobody's getting Sam Bradford money anymore. These guys want to get paid. I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're wrong, but they're all. Look, I mean, like Lamar Jackson's out here. Like, look at that situation, right? I mean, what does he want? Does he want guaranteed money like Deshaun got? I guess so. I don't blame him. I, I'm just asking. I don't know. He's like talk. he's like one of the winningest quarterbacks since he's been in the league. I haven't talked to him, so I don't know. But I mean, it seems there's something weird there, right? Yeah, something weird going on there. Well, it's just why hasn't it gotten done? But now that uh, Kyler Murray's got done, you want more than that, right? I would think so. You want the, you're an MVP. Yeah. So I'm saying you're league MVP. So Kyler <laughs> just got, you know, 46 mil a year. What's he want? 50? 50. I want Aaron, I want Aaron Rodgers money. 50 million dollars a year. I'm younger to play quarterback. Yep. That's how insane this has gotten. I mean, really fast, too. Y- yeah. Like ba- Baker Mayfield. Go back well, to that for a second. Well, not even Baker Mayfield, but like Kirk Cousins kind of reset the whole bar. It was he Kirk Cousins. Did. Minnesota and Kirk Cousins did this. Absolutely did. Right? <laughs> absolutely. So, like, because they were like, dude, we're all better than him. But I bring up Baker, like, former number one overall pick. With all due pick. respect, Kirk, I didn't mean You're to good. defend. Former number one overall pick. Helps lead the Browns to the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns back to the playoffs. Number one overall yep. pick. Helps he lead them back that, to the playoffs. Yeah. Played well. Um, you know, won a playoff game. Not necessarily because of him, but they won a playoff. So, like, he has done some things in the NFL. Yes, he has. Top pick. But he just got booted out the door. Like, Uncle Phil and Fresh Prince just throwing his ass out the door. Like, you know, just, <laughs> he they dumped him in the, the garbage. I mean, they, get, get out of here. So, teams, are, once you find a dude that you think is that guy, you're like, you're so, you can't let him go. That's why all that stuff with, with uh, Kyler in Arizona, like, he unfollowed the team on Instagram. Are they going to pay him? Of course they were going to pay him. Who wants to be out here in the quarterback wilderness trying to find another quarterback right now? Look at the Panthers. They've gone through 18 of them in the past four years. <laughs> Remember, I, I mentioned that, man, on your show, bro. It right. was just like, it's so true. It's like, bro, you, you had this one to this one to this one. I'm like, bro, yeah. it, it's a lot. It's like you tell your boys, like, when you know, you get to your, like, 30s. Like, man, I don't know about my wife, man. I just don't know if we can keep doing this. And, bro, you don't want to be out here in this single shit. Like, you don't want – you got a good woman at home. She, she takes care of the kids. She's got a job. <laughs> She keep, you know keeps the house running nice. Like shut the fuck up, and go home, right? Like, just, so like yeah, you got. Bro, you ain't trying to be out here. You ain't trying to be out here, man. Like don't talk like that. So like you're talking about Kyler Murray, uh, they might let him walk for what? Who they let him walk for? This this free agency class was not impressive, and the only quarterbacks that were talked about being traded for hurt. So like no, dude, keep your ass at home with the kids and the wife and suck it up. Jimmy G. I mean the Panthers are already out of the game. At I this mean, point. P- do people disrespect Jimmy Garoppolo? People I mean, disrespect Jimmy. He Garoppolo. played. He, I mean, he did well last year, but he did hurt them at times. He hurt that San Francisco team, but he also played hurt. He played hurt, and I'm not about. But he to, still I'm, gave them the best option. I'm not, opportunity I'm not over win. here trying to rewrite the legend of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just saying, like, dudes follow him in a huddle. He was one. Yeah. He was one throw away from winning a Super Bowl. He Correct. just beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in the playoffs this yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Um, he is what he is. He's been called out at dinner with porn stars. Very handsome man. Yeah. Very, very handsome man. The, the guy and does his thing. So I, th- I feel like people just hate on him, and it's not fair to Jimmy G. It's not fair. It's not I, fair. I like Jimmy G as a quarterback. I we, really we, do. Like sometimes we, we, don't get, we don't give enough sympathy to the most beautiful people on earth, right, because we just take him for granted. And we're, we're mean to him because they're the best-looking people on earth. Look, the, the coach Parcells wanted <laughs> him to play. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to go with that. Parcells wanted him to play in New England. Oh, shit. He did want him to play. But it wasn't his time. Kraft was like, no, I'm going with Tommy, boy. I'm going with, I'm going with Tommy. I'm going with Tommy. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, this, this NFL stuff is wild. I mean, yeah? They're printing money. They are. Like they're printing money right now. The NFL is the only thing right now that's not dealing with some issues in American sports. And they're, even they're dealing with issues, but not money issues. Like, no. You got, like, so the NBA. or the Well, the SEC. Sure. But like the NBA, for instance, right? 13 million people watch the NBA Finals. It's not a lot. At least not what they're looking for. Not with Steph. Not with the Warriors and the Celtics. Not with two big markets. Not with Steph. A dynasty. You know, Boston. Those rating numbers weren't great. Um, the all-star game ratings, just worse and worse every year for the most part, right? So baseball just pulled the lowest number of the all-star game you know, ratings ever. Seven and a half million people watched the NBA, MLB all-star game, which is crazy. Um, I think more people might have watched the home run derby. I, nearly nine million people watched the home run derby last year. I, I watched a little bit of home Love run Love the home run derby. So th- my point being, like, the NFL doesn't have that problem. Like, they're printing <laughs> money right they now. They don't have that problem. They do not have that problem. So – Maybe that problem arises in the future. Maybe it doesn't, but it doesn't seem like it's ever going to. And so they mm-hmm. can the, the numbers just keep going up, and people will. The government even tried to mess it up by talking about the flag. <laughs> <laughs> tried to mess it up, Kyle, and I it mean, still just kept falling right through there. Think about it. And I remember when I got into the league, we had a recession in America in two thousand eight. Everything was like going Fun crazy. Times. Fun times. All right, Kyle, I was playing the league. The league was the only thing not struggling, bro. We no. were just this kept. Revenue just kept going up. Everybody's like, we're sad. Let's watch football. <laughs> Everybody, the money kept going. It was recession-proof, and it still is to this day. And it continues to grow. The contracts, everything, it just continues to hit and boom and go. And it's been good to watch. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy to see. You know? Yeah, but, I mean, the, the NFL is doing fine. Like, they got Deshaun Watson going on right now. They got Dan Snyder getting subpoenaed to testify in front of Congress right now. You got Jack Del Rio going off about January 6th, like a post in a press. You got, I mean, CTE looming over this fucking league all the guys. Rivera, dude. Well, he's got to get that. But, I mean, they got a million little things going on at all times. thousand percent. But the money machine never stops. Like, it just doesn't. They just signed a $110 billion rights deal. That's insane. And they're going to share the love. They're going to let Amazon, they're going to let some other people play them. And get a little piece of this action, too. Well, they have been, and they'll keep doing it. Yeah. They're going to keep saying. right on doing it. <laughs> they're going to keep doing it. But, and the and they're going to let Caesars and all the books, they're going to, yeah, they're going to keep signing deals. So the NFL's doing great, but the, th- the funny thing is, too, if I go back to baseball for a second, Juan Soto just turned down 15 years, $440 million from that. the Washington Nationals. So people are still paying for baseball. Yeah. I mean, these networks how, are still paying what, for What's it. the, Kyle, like, how does that even... Like, why does he, how does he say no? Like, what does he want? He's saying no to D.C. He doesn't like D.C. He doesn't want to play in D.C. He's going he's gonna to end up somewhere else. Out west, uh, Seattle, New York. You know, if he, comes, if he stays you know, east, maybe Boston. But he doesn't want to yeah. play in – he wants out of D.C. That's, um, that's, that, that's what it's about. And Scott Boris thinks he's a half-billion-dollar client. So he's going to try to get him that money. <laughs> and then – so he's, that's in the headlines all last week or earlier this week, and, and he, he's pissed about it. Like, Juan Soto is not happy about it. So he just goes out and wins a home run derby. And wins not happy about what? The story getting out, that he turned uh, down 15 years 440. He did get uh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't want the story out, apparently. So he's pissed, and he just takes it out on the home run derby and goes and wins it. And then I love what he said, because they asked him about it. They had to ask him. You know what I mean? They asked yeah. him about it, and he's like, I'm really just focused on enjoying this time right now. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. Like, he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. He doesn't want it brought up. It's not. He's like, bro, I'm just trying to go ball. Yep. 
I like that other young kid from Seattle, too. He was hitting nukes. Oh, yeah, Julio Rodriguez. Oh, my gosh. 21 years old, stud. Bomb. Stud. I didn't know that um, that what's-his-name was only 23. Soto? Yeah. About to be 24, yeah. Dude, so young. Oh, yeah, he's a pup. But look, I mean, he just looks like a universal soldier. Yeah, dude, he looks huge. And that's another thing. These baseball players are huge Some human are. beings. There are a couple of dudes out there that, I mean – in the All Star Game, most <laughs> yeah. of those guys are big. That's all I'm saying. Oh, a lot of them are. Like Giancarlo Stanton, Juan Carlos Judge. Oh, yes, big. No, I mean, shoot, look at the the best player in baseball. All right. Um. Oh my gosh, it literally. Mike slipped. Trout. No, no, he oh. plays with him though. Oh, Shohei Otani. Oh, oh. Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shohei, he's big as hell too. Yeah. And throwing 100 miles per hour and then hitting the ball just nuked out of the park. Yep. Yep, he sure did. I mean, they, and Mike Trout's great, amazing, best player. But this guy Shohei's like different. Well, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is built like a brick shit house, and yeah. Aaron Judge is even bigger than he is. So they're out there, and like Aaron Judge was uh, a was I think he was a Fresno State tight end, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he was a he was a Fresno State tight end, but he is a big dude. There have been a lot of guys like that. Todd Helton was a quarterback at Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Matt Kemp, I think he had a basketball offer from uh, the University of Oklahoma. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, th- there are some great athletes, but there are some dudes, if we're being honest about it, that, uh, you know, aren't exactly elite athletes. Yeah, dude, they're called catchers. Well, that, right. Okay. Mostly. Mostly, yeah, mostly. Mostly. I'm with, I'm we have seen that. their athletic ones. Right. We have that. We're not saying that they don't exist. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Yeah, there are, there are some dudes out there that aren't elite athletes. But, no, it was, it was that. And so I was talking about the leagues a second ago. Did you see Adam Silver? Uh, no, but he's, he's a great commissioner. Though. Well, yeah, but he's a little bit too soft on Uh-oh. his players. Um. Like, for the, uh, yet another year, this dude's doing his State of the Union address for the NBA, and he's having to ask his players to show up to work. You know, and, and load, <laughs> ma- load management being an issue. Um, come on, man. Like, why, why are we still doing that? Not only that, but it's like, these players are so emotional. They're so emotional. Bro, I mean, yes, yes. That is a thing. Basketball players are so emotional. Like, I mean, Kyrie Irving, the whole Stephen A. rant from a couple of months ago. Like, he's like, I woke up, you saw it, Stephen A's ranting, and he's like, Ukraine invaded Russia yesterday, and my first thought was, is Kyrie Irving going to show up for work today? <laughs> uh, and it was one of the funniest rants Stephen A. Smith has ever ripped off. But, like, yes, that, exactly. And so, on top of that, Adam Silver's having to basically ask his dudes to show up to work, you know, on a nightly basis and, and not load manage so much. And then he's having to call out Kevin Durant, and basically, he didn't say Kevin Durant, but he's saying players in the league that signed long-term deals but are asking out of their deals a year or two in. He was like, you know, uh, players want to make a lot of money, and so in turn, teams are supplying long-term security yeah. with these contracts. And he's not wrong. No. Right? If you want out after, a, then sign a two-year contract. Yeah. Right? But, like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. I guess you could try if you want to, but, like, it turns people off to the product. It does. And they don't want to admit that. Like, Draymond Green's out here, like, on his podcast – Saying, well, why can't this just be like the next step in his career? Why does he have to be this and that? Because he signed a multi-year contract and he wants out. Or he's got multiple years left on his contract and he's demanding out. Like, yeah. Like and they, he's a superstar. They gave him everything he wanted. They fired the coach for him. They got the coach he wanted. They got the players that he wanted. They've yep. done everything that Kevin you brought in Kyrie. Everything he's wanted. And he's like, nah, I want out. 
Okay, to do what? Go back to Golden State? So like yeah. he, he can do whatever he wants to. That's fine. But from a fan's perspective, and he may not give a flying fuck about And as fans. a fan, I, I'm not happy. I don't want Kevin Durant back in Golden State. I, I saw that book already. Well, not only that, but like how many teams are you going to play for? A. B, fans like to wrap their arms around teams. Yeah, we have favorite players. You know, fans, and and I, I say we because that's how we all started. But like fans have you know, their favorite players. But fans like to root for teams. And like the whole team concept kind of becomes meaningless when, you know, superstars of all people are changing teams and demanding out. Like, yeah, it just starts to, to lose people after a while, and the ratings kind of reflect that. That is a great point. A little point. bit right now. A great point. Great, like you don't, great, great I, point. I, I, don't really I mean, NBA playoffs are always great. But, I but the reason have. that why – the reason why we all know and kind of feel as fans of the NBA that the regular season matters less is because they play less. Like, they telling us that. Like, if they were out there going hard the whole season, I know it's a lot of games, but – and they try and go as hard as they can when they do. I don't disrespect the craft. It's just that they tell us what we should care about. In the playoffs, the playoffs feels, looks, it's different. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's why everybody tunes into playoffs more than the regular season. Versus the NFL, bro, every game counts. It's just 16 of them or 17 now. And – Guys are going hard. People like watching it. I guess it's a different product, too. But It is a different product. There's Silver no has to kind of get this thing right, though, because his best players, his superstars, are the ones that are being kind of emotional and and just not playing enough. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I got to go. My wife's pregnant. I'm fucking starving. And, uh, you know, I'm hungry, too. I I'm starving, dinner. bro. And you got a flight, and I've I got, have I got, I got things. I, I got, like... We could do this all day. We, we could do it all day, but if we, don't, if we don't stop now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wither away to nothing. So, don't do uh, it. I, I'll holler at you tomorrow. You have a good trip. Thank you.